I saw the thing coming out of the sky. It had a one long horn and one big eye. Craft Beer Radio, episode 480, on October 27th, 2018. It was a one-eyed, one-horned, flying purple people leader. Happy Halloween, everybody! Spooky songs. Oh, are we today. doing? Are we doing a very spooky episode of Craft yes, Radio? Yes, that's what this oh, is. Oh, I love the spooky episodes. So, hi, Jeff. Hey, what's up? It's been a while. Yeah, it's been. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> so you were on vacation. I was. You went to the Cape. And did Cape things? I did not go to the Cape. Oh, you were near the Cape. I went to Boston, and one of the things that we did, one of the days, was go to a little Compton, Rhode Island, which is on, like, the Cape. Ah, okay. But then you bought some beers from Boston? No, this is, uh, I then went to, to, uh, yeah, to, to visit Nick. I am not leading this conversation very well at all. (laughs) So tell me your story, Greg, and I will sit back and just listen. Uh, You've basically got the gist of it. I went to see Nick after I visited my sister and family up in Boston and was going to bring back more, but I was so tired at the end of it. Fortunately, uh, we were did go to the Root Down, which has won a couple awards from the Great American Beer Fest, and I got them to give me four singles and i mean they didn't give them to me I, I did pay for them but they normally don't sell four singles i had to like say hey so, do you know who i am I, I didn't say like i just said i have a beer podcast we'd like to ha- do your stuff on the show we didn't really and i still want to pay full price it's <laughs> more variety i i didn't i they had to go to the owner to ask for permission mm-hmm. the owner yeah. went and got them and i just wasn't going to like could i get this and this and this i just all right, yeah. give me give me what you want. So, Very cool. All yeah. right, so while we're drinking these beers, uh, most of the beers we did tonight are from Root Down, so it's kind of an exclusive show here, uh, mostly because we didn't have anything great in the fridge that needed to be drank with expediency. Uh, all right, so I want to hear all about this place, but let's start with this Pils, the Root Down Brewing Pils, German Pilsner. So... Uh, the root down pills is brewed with uh, all German malt, along with Saphir, Tetnang, and Mount Hood hops. Five percent alcohol by volume, uh, twenty eight IBU. All right, uh, it pours a little bit paler than many pilses. It's, it's still a golden, but it's kind of like a whitish gold. Sure. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's it, it's certainly within the boundaries. I yeah. mean, you wouldn't throw it out. Yeah, no, just good clarity mm-hmm. to it. So for those who are wondering, Root Down won uh, Mid-Size Brew Pub and Mid-Size Brew Pub Brewer of the Year at 2018. And they also won for two beers, which I don't have. Uh, they, they, won, uh, they won a silver medal in the Goza category for Salty by Nature. They, they do a lot of beers that are um, rap song-based. Like this okay. is Hobby Digital. It's an okay. Hobby Digital, this one. Uh, and... They won the gold for American style IPA, not hazy, but American style IPA. Yeah, in twenty eighteen, right? It was easy pickings because everyone jumped for the hazy category. It was quote unquote yeah, air quotes, yes, air, air quotes, quotes, easy pickings. But they won gold. I mean, for buying. So yeah, there was only like hundred and eighty mm-hmm. competitors as opposed to three hundred, <laughs> right? 
Yeah, it smells All malty. Right. Yeah, it smells the... like... So, yeah, Greg had me get a b- ice bath to dip the pills in this next lager that we'll be doing. In uh, So, it, it definitely... The beers were a little too warm, especially for a pills. We only had the ice for a few minutes. I think the temperature's about right. I love the aroma on this one. You're getting that kind of Pilsner malt. It's kind of crackery a little bit. Minerally. Like a little minerally, bit. it's like a minerally graham cracker. You're getting mm-hmm. this little touch of honey in there. You're getting some gristiness. It it just smells really well, really good. Oh, I gotta say, we got uh, some feedback on Twitter about okay. how to say goose. It's not who's. It's not who's. It's not who's. And we've been told this before, and we forgot. Okay. And uh, we got two people sent us a video of a um, guy from Canteon sending us, like him saying, best I can r- say it is kind of, it's it's goose, but there's a little bit of er in there. So like, gurz or something like that. So, so it does have a z at the end? <sighs> I don't okay, know. Okay, well, I'm not on Twitter, so as far as I'm yes, concerned... But Huza? We have to strike Huza. All right, fine, that's fine. Have to strike Huza. Yes, so Rubio, and then... Um, Just like Belgian Nate. Vitz. Yes. <laughs> yes, it's, it's that bad. <laughs> and, you know, that's when we knew nothing. Mm. But yeah, Rubio sent me a text saying, what the fuck? And then Nate, who was on the show... It's like, dude, again, we already fixed this. We already talked to you about this thing. Stop saying Huza. So when are we going to stop saying Huza? Hopefully today. <laughs> Hopefully today. Uh, this is really nice. It's nice and crisp. It even does have like the flavors that are there are are, uh, yeah, that's are really awesome. um, they're they're you know like you mentioned honey and as you were mentioning, I sort of tasted a bit of like a, mm-hmm. of a honey flavor here. Yeah, but, but it, it still it, ends crisp and, and yeah, it's not too estery or too sweet, right? You still get this nice, clean malt bill, little phenolic, great pilsner malt flavor. I mean, this thing is right up there. It's not as so. It's funny because it's made in the area of Pennsylvania that makes great pilsners. Phoenixville, you have Phoenixville, right? So you have Sly Fox, you have these guys, Root Down, you have Trogues and Victory. And stouts, all making wonderful pilsners in the area, and those are those are mostly like old breweries. I'm sure there's even small, even more small new breweries making great pilsners. Something about the water in that area. I was just gonna say, yeah. But the difference for this one compared to, so to me, this is most like Trogues, and Trogues is most like a continental pilsner compared to the ones I just mentioned, right? Because Victories is really hoppy. Mm-hmm. Sly Fox's also was really hoppy, and Clarity was never a, a hallmark of a Sly Fox pills. Um, so I, I love this because this tastes to me a lot like a Trumer or um, like a Spaten pills. Maybe yeah, it's very well balanced. It's very clean. There's not an overabundance of hops. There is enough hops to to give you enough bitterness to. To cancel the sweetness that you would otherwise get from this much Pilsner malt. Oh, this is really good. This is really, really good. Now, this is the first beer I had when I got there, and I was, you know, very pleasantly surprised because it used to be when I went to a bar, the first thing I would get is an IPA. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if I'm like looking to see 
what a brewer, how good a brewer is, and if they have a pilsner up there, then I'm going to... That's an interesting test for me, yeah. I think. And they also say here German pills instead of like, you know, clearly on the label. And yeah, it's in line with Spaten mm-hmm. and things like that, right? Where it's not like Pilsner Keller or anything like that. Has a lot more crispy, biscuity, malt flavor right. to it. Uh, some, some good spicy zing to it. It's got a lot of flavor, but then the flavor doesn't linger. Uh, it, it comes away r- remarkably mm-hmm. clean and crisp. There's a, you know, a slight bitterness that's left over, but that's it. It's funny, you know, because when we're in show drinking mode, we're used, to drinking, beer. we're used to drinking beers really warm. So when this one touches my lips, it feels ice cold. Mm-hmm. But the beer is delivering flavors. And I I think I'm, I'm glad I'm drinking at this temperature. I'm not complaining. But I'm just noting to you mostly because people at home don't know what we normally don't don't have that feel on their lips that we have, right? Right. And like when I pick up this beer and touch my lips, it's like, oh, too cold, too cold. But no, it it really hits it. Yeah, I mean, like the ales, I think we're fine with. Mm-hmm. We actually we like them to be around sixty degrees. Even remember, your body temperature is at ninety eight, roughly. Uh, we're talking Fahrenheit here, uh, so you're going to be. It's going to feel cold to you, regardless, but. This feels much colder than normal, but we realize that these two lagers, at sixty degrees, they probably don't have the same. Just the the way that the beer is designed is to is to be at a colder temperature. Yeah, yeah. It it was more just of a, a quick insight. Um, the hoppiness is starting to. You mentioned how it finishes clean. As I'm getting through my sample, it, the hops are kind of lingering on a little bit more. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's a good aftertaste. But yeah, there's definitely this like dry bitterness that's kind of hanging around your tongue. The, the, yeah, so like I said, it'd be good pretzel beer, like having a oh, pretzel yeah. with this. Because mm-hmm. the saltiness would go together really well. And it does sort of ask for some sort of accompaniment in the form of bar food. Yeah, for sure. I mean... German, I'm just thinking of like all my favorite German cuisines, right? You know, and all of it would go well with this. You know, some some Wiener schnitzels, Betzel. Mm-hmm. You know, I just, uh yeah. Now I'm like, I might have to go to a Penn Brewery for lunch next week and have some some German food. Surely you can make some of that stuff at home. I'm sure I could. If I if I can make ramen at home, <laughs> like real, honest to goodness ramen. Save that guy for later. Okay. Uh, let's go to the other lager. Yeah, that sounds like good. Uh, so this is a Hellas. Ooh. Yes. I don't really have any much information about this one, but this is low bridge lager, uh, Hellas lager at 5.1%. See, I didn't realize it was a Hellas, and because the can has a darker color to it, like red, I was expecting it was going to be a Vienna or something, mm-hmm. so that's why I just grabbed the pills first. So a uh, little feedback to root down on their labeling. They should make their Hellas can actually look like a Hellas. But this is a little bit darker in terms of color. I mean, it, it's, it's... It has a, more... that more gold color for mm-hmm. sure you know where the the pilsner had a bit of a pale whitishness to its golden this one is a rich this one's super clear too this one is like sparkling clear mm-hmm. i see your head upside down because it's refracting <laughs> Mm, 
the aroma on this one is a lot more tight than mm-hmm. the last one. Right? The last one was just spewing out pills and aromas. This one has, I'm getting like an estery thing, like um, some kind of fruit, like peaches, raspberries. I can't Honey, I guess it's like a blossom. I'm getting some kind of blossom type aroma. Yeah, it's, it, 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 yeah, it's, it's more sort of ephemeral essence yeah, of something. Yeah. So yeah, blossom. But I mean, I'm I'm smelling like like the malt really isn't coming out the nose, mm-hmm. at least not yet. And there's this kind of estery blossom thing. Taking. It took me a bit of time, like, because it didn't strike me at first. And then, like, there's more... <laughs> I need to think about this So, one. like, is there, like, phase three hops in this thing? I don't know. Taste it. I mean, I'm tasting, like, a little bit of guava. I'm tasting a little bit of mango. Or passion fruit. You getting that? They're light, right? They're, I'm yeah. telling for the, while you're thinking, I'm talking to the listeners at home. You know, it's it's not like a, a hazy IPA or phase three IPA type flavor. But you know, in a Hellas, I'm tasting and I'm like, huh, I'm getting these tropicals that I was not expecting. Well we probably should have drank this before the pills because yeah, yeah, the pills has had stronger flavors going on than this. This feels almost kind of watery uh in comparison. Um, the I, I think we can get that. I mean, I I again for an, a Pennsylvania an American brewery doing a Hellas. I mean, this is it's dry. Hellas's often get so sweet and a little bit yes close to cloying, right? And this one has a nice dryness to it. I, this is a drinker, and and you know it may even be a thinker, but. Uh, it, 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 I'm digging it. I'm not saying that it, it doesn't have flavor. I'm saying that in comparison to the pills, which was you know kind of mm-hmm. banging us over yeah. the head, like in a good way, this is much lighter and more delicate. Yeah. My fault. So, I, I thought this was going to yeah. be an amber. It's okay. My tongue is adapting. Um, so I mean, this is the malt is much more apparent here, um, and it's. The malt's less spicy, right? It's more. Yeah. It's more just like. I think of, of like a honey baked bread, like some okay. uh, some sort of not quite white bread, sort of a wheat more wheat bread with honey baked in. Um, and like, I'm not really getting tropical. I think that was maybe your tongue trying to adapt uh, between the different flavors here. Yeah. Um, I, that might have been a kind of a transitional flavor. I'm not really getting those tropicals anymore. It would be a neat thing to put into a Hellas, though. Like a super light touch on that? Mm-hmm. Um, the hops are, are in here are mostly for bittering. Uh, there's very little, like... Direct hot flavor. I'm getting a little bit of it. Yeah, it's, it's funny going from the pills to this. You realize like how much hop flavoring was mm-hmm. in the pills, where the pills compared to an IPA like the one we had in the pre-show is like mag- orders of magnitude different. Right. But in these two ones, which are you know or come from the same origin of you know the same continent, same country, uh, you realize like a 
we're like on a much lower peak of the scale, but you see a vast difference still. Yeah. This is nice. This is a, a very, yeah, it, it's it's dry for a Hellas. And I like that. I mm-hmm. think to me that makes me like the beer better. Too many American-made Hellases are these sweet, not really they lagery. They can get cloying. Um, the best ones aren't, but they can get cloying. But the sweetness also just kind of muddles. Like it takes like the dryness in here is focusing on this clean ferment, this great malt flavor. Mm-hmm. The you know of the ferment, kind of you know this light blossomy ester, and you know everything is in sharp focus, mm. and so many American-made Hellases that we have are, you know, it's it's the kind of beer that is uh, more palatable to people who walk in the door and don't know what they're getting, you know, things like that. So, you know, not every brewer makes a Hellas just to pass it off on the people who want to order Miller Lite, but too many do, would you say? Uh, you know, and this one, this one is... Not do this isn't focused for that, right? This is focused for let's make a fantastic Hellas. This is about just focus on let, let's make a very clean presentation of of, of this. Of, oh, sure, of, of this. I, I love how it's malt. not too sweet. I love it. I love it because I don't get it enough. There you go. I, I am. Um, I. So far, pretty good. So far, pretty good. And I just, they, they earn my respect with this beer. Mm-hmm. Well, it might not be my favorite. I'll have to see how I end up ranking because respect. Um, <laughs> I, I really do respect what they did with this beer. This is amazing. Amazing, Jeff says. Okay, so let's... So we're going to switch into the hoppy zone here. We have uh, a pale ale, a sour IPA, and evil twin IPA that I bought, uh, which is... I just like the name of it. I um, think we should do the pale ale next. Probably. And we'll end with the sour, and we'll put to the evil yeah, twin Yeah, we'll do the between. evil twin second last, yeah. Yeah, okay. So, hoppy digital. Every Eight. one of these are in a pounder can. That one kind of spit up on me a little bit as I opened it. 5.2% alcohol by volume. Another thing I like about these beers so far, restrained in their alcohol. Like It's pale, but it is also hazy. Oh, boy. Um, so this is a hazy pale ale. Um, yeah, it's real hazy. I like that logo. It's this, like... Illuminated green uh, hop thing, but each hop pedal is a circuit board. a circuit, and then Root Down is on top of it in this sort of white overlay. Uh, uh, It's called Hoppy Digital, but yeah, I'm a sucker for hop circuit boards. Bobby Digital from from the Wu-Tang. Yeah. Bobby Digital. I'm still a sucker for hop circuit boards. So I don't have any other information other than 5.2% alcohol volume, 20 IBU. All right. Yeah, so this guy pours like your... Like your lose. 
it, it's more like the, the the ones you get from Massachusetts and New Hampshire. It's it's your New England style hazy. Yeah. You know, it is this is, you know, this is what I call I don't even know what I call it anymore. You know, this is the Trillium Treehouse type of hazy where it's kind of really just almost white murky. Mhm. It it's it's a, it's not quite like milkshake white. Mhm. Um it's whippier white. Yeah. Yeah, whippier white. It's a it's a really good call. Um okay, this is what I consider New England. Okay. Just because when I see hazy on things, and I get beer now that says hazy sometimes, where I see it in bottles, it's not this. No, no, it's not. So, all right. So, onto the aroma. Getting that softer kind of almost. I I still don't have my favorite word to describe. Like how the like I I know when I smell it right you know I know what it is when I smell it, but I don't know how to put words to it yet. So, it's the so-called what we call phase three hops. It, it's less uh, considerably less sulfury and piney notes mm-hmm. and more tropical notes, and it also you know less of that dank. Yeah, thing, less right? dank. Actually, this one does. <clears throat> if you take a small, a slow sniff on this, you do get some kind of that lupulin burn in the back of your throat. Like this one is probably going to taste pretty. From the aroma, I'm expecting kind of a gritty taste on this, like very lupulin-y. It's a yes, little, it's, it's there. It's a little gritty. It also has some smoothness to it from the haze. It, I wouldn't, I wouldn't use creamsicle, which is one of my one of my hazy go tos a lot. Mm. This one is distinctly not creamsicle. No, and and, and um, they call it a pale ale, and I think what's interesting is it has a somewhat um, lighter mouth. Some of the like the hazy IPAs tend to be more creamy in terms of texture too, mm-hmm. right? They have that uh, the, the viscosity feels like a little. A little more, um, just, just a, a little more fluid, and this is more. Uh, I don't want to say water, but it's just it's it's less thick. Yeah, this one has a softer overall flavor, right? The cre the softness, the I don't know if creamy is the word I want to use, but I'm gonna have to use it in the interim until I find a better descriptor. Kind of creaminess kind of softens those hops, softens some of that that bite of that kind of lupulin and grittiness. You can kind of feel that it's in there. You know, it's either dry hopping or something like that. You can feel that it's in there, but it's kind of mitigated by the 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 I guess the protein <laughs> structure of the haze or whatever it is. Just based on what I'm tasting, I have no information on, on hopping or anything like that. I'm guessing um, citra and mosaic. Those are the ones that are like popping in my tongue the most. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not get, tasting real galaxy. I'm not getting those um, passion fruit and, and, and guava stuff. I had a beer the other day that was 100% Citra. 
And, you know, sometimes when citric can get oniony. Yeah. You know, this one was uh, definitely pulling some onion flavors. But it kind of worked in a way that was overall, mm -hmm. it was decent. But um, it also seemed like it was showing some age. Like, you know, like yeah. you can't do 100% citra. I mean, you can't. And, well, it could, I think it's, yeah, we do have to remember that hops are a crop and they change right mm -hmm. that not every citra batch is going to be the same and i think that there are some citra batches that may be more floral and fruity and some that retain more of that i, I believe it's a simcoe derivative and so it may retain more of that yeah. uh, more of that sulfury simcoe note yeah so this uh, what's it called hoppy digital I think I think you know it has that kind of dry hopped or maybe even like wet hop type grittiness to it, and that's kind of the thing that I'm latching on to. It, it's not overpowering because of the the hazy character of the beer. Uh, as I drink it, it gets a little bit more. It's it's a decent beer. Mm -hmm. No, I, I like it. It's it's good and citrusy, and it's it's got. Um... But they killed those loggers, right? <laughs> so it's yeah, like... I mean the loggers were. were... This is a this is a well done, uh, probably. Mm -hmm. I mean, you call it a pale ale, but it's 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 an IPA. In terms of its hoppiness, you probably would define it as an IPA. Yeah, it's 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 straddling the borderline. Yeah. It's just yeah. in there. Um, but the the loggers were really impressive. They they were, uh, they made a, a very strong statement. This mm -hmm. is more of a, we can do this too. Oh yeah, we could certainly. Yeah. Oh, and for us, you know, we we we're haze boys, right? Mm -hmm. You know, we generally like these beers. You know, it just it, it it's kind of it centers me that you're like, oh, okay, that Hellas. So I, I, I call, just called that Hellas amazing, and now I'm like, yeah, I wish I was drinking that Hellas right now. So <laughs> yes, I am not. I've not like completely lost it. You're, you're not. You're not a cultist, right? <laughs> you're still able to to to. Mm -hmm. Take the the blinders off and and sure and appreciate the other stuff. Oh, wow. do, 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 Jeff, you know what that sound means. We're just gonna have Jeff do this. Craft beer radio slash Amazon. Beer yeah. radio I mean, you slash can, You can just have Jeff do this in the background Craft and beer get the radio idea. In case you didn't know, Craft if you want to help support us, then we think the easiest way to support us is Craft going beer to craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon. That way you buy everything you want, like you would from Amazon in general, and we get a piece of the cut. We get a cut of it. Uh, and you don't pay anything extra, but we get a cut. Seems easy enough to me. Why, why doesn't everybody do it? So I forget what the URL was, but I'm... Um, I think I know. I think it was craft beer radio slash Amazon. All right, let's do the only uh, non root down beer of the night. Mm -hmm. So you picked up an evil twin because the the the, na the name amused you. Yes. Yes. It's an expensive evil twin, by the way. It was a four pack that was twenty bucks. I mean, evil twin. 
uh, you know, they're, they're <laughs> there's a premium on their beers. But uh, the excuse me, finishing up my water it's, here. The name, it's a good name, is art is anything you can get away with. Another haze boy. No, this, hey. Did he make this before or after the Banksy uh, auction shredding? Thing? I have no idea. <laughs> it, it's not like these things have a lot of dates on them. Well, no. Okay, so this does have a date on it. What's the ABV on this bad boy? What do you think it is? 11. No. You're way off. Smell it, though. It smells like like 11%. It smells like barley wine, almost. Well, this is a double dry hopped India Paleo. Double dry hopped. Yes, but it smells like a barley wine. It, it has, doesn't smell like a barley wine to me. It has a booziness to it. Now yours is more. I have more meatiness to mine. Do you get the meatiness in my glass? Yeah, a little bit. So let's do do a the blendy blend. Do a blendy blend. It's time for the blendy blend. Need a song. <laughs> do 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 blendy oh. blend. Uh, I can't play a song because Jeff turned me down. Sorry. There, no, too play, late now. Play the Blendy Blend song. I'm just going <laughs> to... Blendy Blend. <laughs> craft Beer Radio slash Blendy Blend. Well, now you got to put something up at Craft Beer Radio slash Blendy Blend. <laughs> yes. Maybe it goes to Will It Blend or something. <laughs> <laughs> Do you get the meatiness in your glass now? I still have it. That, that kind of... No. Chewy burnt. Oh, no. Okay. No. I still have it in my glass. Um, so the date on this, this, this is uh, older than I'd like, but not terrible. August 8th. Okay. That's, that's not... It's interesting. that that I wouldn't have bought it at August 8th. Um, but tasting it, I don't taste any staling. If it's handled correctly, then... Eh. The kind of beer that it is, it, 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 yeah, it's, no. it's, it's over the hill. But tasting it, no, I'm, I'm not tasting a fresh beer, right? Mm-hmm. But can I tell that I'm not tasting a fresh beer? I don't think I can. I'm not tasting staling. You know, what I'm tasting... Well, it, let's look at, well, first of all, let's go with what you're smelling. Sure. Okay. So what I'm looking at is another hazy IPA. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one, This one just sucks up the light you hold it up to the lamp and the beer is much darker in haziness than it should be (laughs) like it is absorbing all the light on to the aroma i am smelling a couple things i am smelling kind of a um old ale type malt to it maybe it's a bit oxidized but it's a can it can't be oxidized there's a weird, there's a little thing that's a little kind of rum raisiny okay that's yeah that's that's kind of where i was saying barley wine right there's a rum raisiny thing there is um a touch of booze and then there's the hops and the hops are kind of coming through mostly passion fruit a little bit lime a little bit guava Yeah, the, the the first thing that came to my mind was guava, but passion fruit was also up there, and uh, there's like a limey thing in there too, almost like a yeah, lime, almost like a mojito. That's, that's a good catch because I wouldn't have picked like that a, out, like a like a kefir lime leaf or something like that. Yeah, I wouldn't have picked it out, but that's it's absolutely there. Drinking it, oh, it just 
fit. It almost Ooh. has. It has a juicy. It has almost like a little bit of that juicy IPA thing and a little bit of acidic burn to it. Um, it's got. Some it still sp- has that barley wine thing to me. That that rum raisin that you're calling to me. It's like. Did I mention what the what the alcohol was on this? Did I mention? I think you did, but I wasn't paying enough attention to commit uh, it to memory. Seven percent. Hmm. I would see. It, to me, it tastes like eleven. Wow. So I mean, that's a four whole extra percent. I know. Bargain. <laughs> <laughs> well, we also we did read that article about how, especially with. Like dry hot, like double dry hopping, that can add yeah. alcohol mm-hmm. to the beers. So it is possible. I could be right. Yeah. We could all be right. Everyone's right. Bees. This, this is, this has, I want, I want to dig this beer. I want mm. to dig into it because mm. it has some nuance and some mm-hmm. complexities that, like, we couldn't get in the last beer. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a hazy, but. I love how it has that kind of malty melanoid in the old ale thing, yeah, that some, rum raisin thing. There's some like um, uh, fruity kind of fruit nut bar thing happening, like like this mm-hmm. this really nice granola almost thing. There's that, like, uh, or you could, you could also go fruit leather in the way. You could kind of like be like raspberry fruit, el- fruit but leather. I think that tends to get, bring to mind things like that are too cloying. Oh, okay. Particularly if, if you think of like fruit roll-ups. Like fruit well, I'm thinking of like the organic, like Newman's best version of it. I don't know if I've even had those, so I, I wouldn't. Oh, imagine. Imagine what Newman would do with a fruit roll-up. <laughs> there's, there, there's a little like mixture of fruit and cereal here. Mm-hmm. Um Without it being yeah, a there's a little bit of Cheerios and strawberries, right? Like, yeah. like the, the the picture on the front of the box. That's kind of you taste a little bit of that. I mean, to to, to me, it was Special K and strawberries, but same mm-hmm. difference, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, Cheerios are oat based, and this is a hazy, so you know there could be some oats coming through as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is uh, produced by Evil Twin, but uh, brewed uh, by our friends at Westbrook. Art is anything you can get away with. This is Erase and Rewind number 25. That's a good beer. Yeah. That's a real good beer. Uh, Evil Twin ain't nothing to F with. Yeah, but I I just like the expressiveness of this hazy, because too many times we've, like, really dug hazies, but they've not necessarily been nearly as expressive as this beer. No, they've just been bright and hoppy and we've kind of fallen down is it a trap we enjoyed them very mm-hmm. much but yeah. they didn't necessarily have as much complexity as this thing does this is a lot of complexity and it's very delicious at the same time and it's kind of old and it's kind of old and it still brings out these yeah there's like other than like wondering what could have been there's like no angle of this beer that tastes old right and so many beers we have, you can taste the old in it. And this one doesn't have it. So that's cool. So I don't know whether to compliment the you know, Evil Twin for the recipe, Westbrook for the brewing prowess, uh, the the place I bought it from for keeping it in good condition. Or the wholesaler in between. Right. You could just thank everyone. 
Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everyone, for bringing good beer to my Thanks, belly. Thanks, Obama. Bringing good beer to my belly. All right, back to... Was it root down? Mm-hmm. This one doesn't actually. Where's it? Doesn't even say root down on the label here. It has an R and a down arrow. Oh. <laughs> Psychedelic plum, a sour ale with plums. That's all I've got for you. Seven percent ABV. That's all I got for you, man. Nothing. Well, I'm you, guessing there's plums in it. So you, okay, you don't have anything else. So this no. says sour ale. I think earlier you called it a sour IPA. That was that just. Mystique I thought it said sour IPA on the front. On the front, it says sour. Oh, it does say sour IPA. <laughs> you know, IPA A L E. It's like all the same. It's English letters. It's a it's 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 a haze boy, but it's not a haze boy that you would recognize because it is more tea like in color than anything else. Um, it's, uh, I guess, I guess more like peachy. Peach color, yeah. It's um, yeah. I wouldn't go gold, uh, gold to bronze with a with a heavy haze on it. On the aroma, it was like a wine type, like a red wine type nose. Uh, for if 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 there wasn't plums all over the label and it wasn't called psychedelic plum, I, I would not call plums on the nose. Right, but... Yeah, I would be like some kind of red wine thing. I'm smelling... Uh, uh, I'm smelling... Lactic, there's definitely a lactic uh, sour. Okay. Yeah, but I'm smelling like grape musk. Like grape skins. This is what I'm smelling. All right, let's see. Do we have to blend you blend here? It might be a good idea to blend you blend. Okay. Sorry, the blendy blend. <laughs> blendy blend. That's blended, baby. I'm still getting the same thing. I mean, mine hasn't changed. Mine's still. There's the the sour. The sour is not straight up lactic. It's well, it is lactic, but it blends with the fruit smell really well. But you know, for me, I'm thinking wine. I would have said that I go. If I was drinking this blind mm-hmm. and just going from the aroma, I would say, oh, this is a beer aged in red wine barrels. And I would think that's what's giving me what I'm smelling. Hmm. I would probably agree with you, even though I don't know that I actually agree with you now. But I would be forced into agreeing with you. Onto the flavor. It, the flavor is not wine-like. You do get some kind of plum flesh. Mm. Peach, okay. plum, some kind of stone fruit flesh is in there in the flavor. Like a. Yeah, there's a yeah. little bit of juicy, yeah. like. It, like really ripe plums, mm-hmm. like whole plums bite into that thing and you got the flesh and the juice. That flavor comes through for sure. And it is plum, it's not peach or anything mm-hmm. else. Um, Where's the IPA? Yeah, that's it's kind not, of all there is, right? It is. It's that, it, and it's, it's got the tanginess. Yeah. I mean, this it. is a plum goza or or a plum Berliner. This right. is not a plum IPA. It doesn't. At least the first sips, there's nothing IPA. Well, okay, I say that, but I'm getting a, a little bit of an ending bitterness note. Mm. But that's all. Yeah. Instead, instead of it being clean, 
like a goza would be or something like that. Um, or, or simply tailing off in the fruit flavors. There's some sort of hoppy flavor coming at the end. Which is not necessarily a good thing. It's just I'm pointing out that yeah. that's the difference. See, we don't know anything about this beer. The more I drink it, the more it tastes kettle sour. I'm not getting anything right. noteworthy. No, I, no, I think it's absolutely kettle yeah. sour. I'm not getting anything noteworthy in the hoppiness. It's clearly a lactic sour. I mean, yeah. No, you're right. Uh, excuse me. I'm not getting anything noteworthy out of the hops. So, you know, this is just like a plum, peach, apricot, Berliner, right? It doesn't really seem goza because it doesn't have that salt, limey thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's it's a Berliner. It has some good fruit to it. Is there anything, like, exciting? Like, there are lagers? Well, I mean, it may, it's hazy. Yes, but their lagers were, like, world-class. Of of the four beers we've had, the lagers were clearly superior products. Well, right. These. But not only were they superior, they were world-class right. beers. Mm-hmm. Um... So what 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 are you saying about this one then? It just is, it, right? It I mean, it's, is, it's not. It is, but yeah, yeah. It it's nothing it special. Is. It's not. So what we found is that this brewery makes some very special beers and some beers that are just fine. That I think is acceptable. <laughs> that's yeah. <laughs> like, no, that's fine. I'm not going to like. That's fine. It's. Are you disappointed that not that not everything from them is no? Is I, I just awesome and fantastic. I'm not, I'm not disappointed. It feels like you. I'm disappointed in the beer that's in my glass right now. That you know, that a brewery that can make a Hellas like that can't make a kettle sour Berliner or something or another that is exciting. That maybe they can, but this just isn't it. Yeah. Right? I mean, this is. Um, You know, it's, it's not not everything's gonna be a hit. I don't know. I uh, hear you. It's I think it's fine. It, it's definitely not something that I would like have more than one of. Uh, it's, but it's 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 exactly the overplayed Goza Berliner. Add some fruit. It's formula. And throw IPA on it. Besides, but I'm not even gonna worry about that mistake. Of adding yeah, IPA on the I mean, label. It, it says here Imperial Pale Ale. I mean, like I don't care about that. Well, the point I was trying to make is, you know, there was a point where, like, oh my God, bro, not India Pale Ale. I noticed they say they didn't call it India Pale. They called it Imperial Pale Ale. Oh, well, what that was. Um, <laughs> Look at you guys. <laughs> there was a point where I was craving sours so much that I thought that, you know, these quick sours, these kettle sours, uh, would satisfy me. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like the time that I bought, uh, Lafroig scotch when I love Lagavulin, Isla scotch, right? You know, I'm like, maybe it's good enough that it, I won't notice the extra $30 I didn't spend on it, you know? And it really wasn't. Mm. Right, and that's the kind of thing he, with these kettle sours. You know, as I've had enough kettle sours, sure, at the beginning it kind of fooled me into uh, being 
nearly as satisfied as a full-blown culture barrel-aged type sour, right? And I'm not and saying it'll that, do it a pinch. Yeah, and I'm not saying there's not a Goza or and there's not a Berliner Weiss that I love, but many of them fall into this boat where it's just another quick sour. Yeah, that, that's all this. Is. Yeah, it's this, just another. This quick is sour. just another sour. This is this is uh, the shelf turdiest of the root downs. Yeah, right. This is the most kind of ordinary. This could get lost among. This doesn't. This is really nothing distinctive about it. Uh, I would say the hobby digital was still interesting. Right, there's still was mm-hmm. stuff going on. Yeah. this is just kind of like. It's there, and I don't really know. And the loggers ruled the day. Yeah. Loggers are amazing. Loggers were fantastic. I don't know which one goes first. But they both, they're in number, they're one and two, mm-hmm. for sure, for both Jeff yeah. and I. All right. So, yeah, let's move on to the rankings. Psychedelic Plum, last place. Yeah. Um, going to put the Root Down Hoppy Digital in fifth place. I'm going to put the Evil Twin Art is Anything You Can Get Away With in third place. That guy I want to talk about. I want to talk about how that guy brought some expressiveness to the hazy category that you don't see every day. Mm-hmm. And for people that think, I'm not, it's almost like politics, right? I'm not going to convince a, someone who's not a haze boy to, to appreciate hazies. Uh, but this is one to look at because it actually brought a lot of things that you didn't normally uh, find in the stuff. So now we have the Pilsner and the Hellas from Root Down. <sighs> I know my choice. It's tough for me. I, I think I like the Pils better, but that Hellas impressed the hell out of me because it was so much better than your average Hellas. Right. So it had a bigger standard deviation. Mm, mm. I'm still going to drink that Pilsner more. So I'm going to put the Hellas in second place and the Pils in first place. We absolutely agree on that. But the, the Hellas, I want to say the Hellas is the amazing beer. Because the standard deviation from American-made Hellases is huge. The average Hellas are made in America. Right, I'm just trying, I'm trying to parse that into a statement that makes sense statistically. Oh, <laughs> so, no, it's okay. Uh, the, 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 the difference between the, the... It, it, it outstands from its peers. Yeah. Like the, the, but to, to, use your, to use the language, yeah. the same language you're using, this is many standard deviations out from your typical Hellas. Yes. But a Hellas is still not as good as an Amazing Pills. Right. So Pills wins. The Pills wins because that was was really, really good. Yes. It was, it was uh, kind of everything you want in the pills. And everything you want in the pills is often one of the best beers you can it, have. It's kind of perfection right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, where are we? We're right here. Me. I heard him say in a voice so gruff. I wouldn't meet you because you're so tough. It was a one-night, one-night, fine, Happy Halloween, everybody. This this will be posted probably after Halloween, but hey. I won your flying purple people, leader. Well, we got another minute before this song ends, so you better make your ending quick. All right. Well, Craft Beer Radio was released, released under the Creative Commons license. Visit craftbeerradio.com for more information. If you want to contact us, use the emails beer at craftbeerradio.com. 
Yep. See, that's it. If you want to support us, go to craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon. If you... If you ever see a one-eyed, one-eared, flying purple people eater, take a picture of it and send yeah. it to us. Well, and send it to, like, lots of people. Like, not just us. But we'd like to see it, too. Beer at Crafty Radio. And, and try, to, try not to show the carnage of all the people that it's eaten. Because uh, that would... Might be the last photo you ever take. <laughs> but what a photo. That's a way to go out, man. <laughs>